Hello everyone and welcome to the show. My name is Mike and today I think I need to kind of explain myself a little bit. I have previously stated I do not like review aggregator sites. I in fact despise them pretty much universally. Why do I dislike aggregator sites so much? And uh, here's the, the reason why is because it seems like a good idea on, on paper. It really does. You know, a bunch of people from respected critics of various spaces from, you know, websites to uh, newspapers, magazines, so on and so forth, as well as the general audience and what they think the film is, if they think the film is any good or not. It sounds like a good idea. You're getting all these diverse opinions and kind of getting it averaged out. What is the average viewing experience between critics and the audience? Sounds like a fantastic recipe. However, the problem is, in my particular view, aggregator sites, unfortunately, are far too easily manipulated. What I mean is, from on the general audience side, you get people who are far more willing to what are no, what's termed as review bombing a particular film, and it, and a lot of people immediately will jump to the conclusion, oh, it's because uh, they said something, did something, it's just something they didn't like, so they review bombed, review bombed it with these negatives. That happens, and I'm not going to deny that it happens. It most certainly does. However, the reverse is also true. People who want to, a uh, good term I think to use would be to white knight a particular film that's being maligned, and quite often rightly so, and they jump to its defense. Oh, no, no. We're... We're going to show you this film is absolutely fantastic, and they'll jump onto these sites, and then they'll review bomb it by giving it perfect scores to shift the rating in their favor. It's a good film. My problem with that, <coughs> excuse me, my problem with that is twofold. One, you d you have people who've never watched the film, never watched it but they're going to express personal viewpoints, their personal opinions, by giving it as low a score as possible or as high a score as possible. Now, while some sites, like I, like some sites have done in the past, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, I absolutely despise the site, but they seem to have had a good idea initially by making sure that you cannot make a comment, a rating on a film, unless you were a verified audience member, you actually saw the film, then you can rate it. However, I find a major flaw within this plan, and that flaw happens to be that the people working at Rotten Tomatoes manipulate the scores by hiding, by removing the various kinds of audience scores because, oh no, you see, that's trolling and they're going to get rid of it. Sometimes to the betterment 
and on the kind of hilarious occasions to the detriment of <laughs> of some movies and shows that oh I'll, I'll get into I, I promise but uh, so yeah the audience score at this point when it comes to aggregator sites I just ignore completely because it's so uh, heavily biased with groups review bombing it and with people who've never watched the show I actually ran into this when it came to Star Trek Picard I was wondering as I was uh, beginning to watch I was on I think uh, episode 3 yeah it was episode 3 right around episode 3 that uh, I decided you know I'm really curious what are people saying about this thing and I went to the various aggregator sites to get a feel for what the audience is going through I was curious and I saw so many quote unquote reviews of Star Trek Picard of people who never actually watched the goddamn thing and they were giving it perfect scores saying it's the greatest thing I've ever seen because I saw the trailer I saw the advertisements for it and it looked fantastic and it's going to be fabulous but you never actually watched any of the episodes. You're telling me that you saw the marketing for it, you saw clips of it, but you never actually watched the episodes. And yet you're going to tell me that, oh no, it's a perfect 5 out of 5. How do you know? I'm watching it, and I'm thinking it's around a 1. A 1 at best. And you're telling me that this is going to be absolutely perfect. I found that really, really disturbing. So, and it was not just one or two. It were, it was just dozens. It was dozens of these things just floating around in there. Just saying, you know, hey, I watched clips of it. I watched the trailer. It looks great. Five out of five. You're not rating the trailer, dummy. You're supposed to be rating this based on what you saw through the episodes, not the goddamn marketing. But no, that's what I saw. And so, at this point, I don't bother with looking at the reviews because it's about as useful as a fork eating to eat soup. That's really what it boils down to it's completely worthless uh, so now we're left with the professional critics now some critics are in fact quite uh, quite good and they're able to give fairly objective critiques however in the age of clickbaity articles and rage bait critiques in order to generate clicks a lot of these folks have gone into the antagonist to become antagonists to the general audience in order to generate buzz for themselves I've mentioned this before and I still think that it is a poor poor business decision that when you start doing this to gain clicks to gain clout that you are in essence cutting the, sh the your career online quite short because how many people are going to actually trust anything you have to say if you're only hyping it up just to get clicks 
I, I don't think that's a good idea at any point in time. But you find, that's what you find with a lot of these critics. Some of them may actually believe a bit of the bullshit they're spewing. And others, they're doing it very cynically. This is just a way for me to get ahead in the game. And some of them might even be, are being told by their mother publications that you need to write it this way. And if you're, if you're a critic and you are being told this is how you must critique this, this is the line we demand that you take in order for your critique to be published with us, Then I and you're willing to go along with it, I have to question your credibility. I have to question your ethics. If you are so willing to bend the knee to such terrible ideas simply for a paycheck, then why are you doing this to begin with? You have no integrity. You don't have any integrity. Why should anyone trust what you have to say about anything? At that point, I wouldn't trust you if you told me a burger was, this particular burger from a burger stand was actually any good or not. I'd have to question you because clearly you have no integrity. I have no reason, no basis to trust you or your opinion. So now you have all of this going on. Lots and lots of critics who are trying, who I think are either playing a political game of their own, trying to gain clout, are being told what to, what to say and how to say it. And some of them are doing this because they're, they think that they're going to get uh, more recognition for their work if they're more antagonistic. And so you end up with what you get at Rotten Tomatoes, which honestly, quite honestly, you get some bizarre happenings that occur with the various ratings. Let me share with you a particularly interesting one. I I may have mentioned this prior in a previous show. I don't recall right off my head, but it it involves Star Wars. It involves one of the Disney trilogies of films. It was, in fact, Ryan Johnson's version of Star Wars. Now, that particular film came out. It was on Rotten Tomatoes. And, of course, uh, critics were able to get the first crack with critique and there were the inevitable ones who were like no no it's subversive and it's great I kind of question their stance to be perfectly honest and then you had others who were like "Eh, you know it's eh I'm not really a fan of it it has its moments it was a little closer to being honest I think some of them may have actually enjoyed it I know I hated it but hey that's me I'm just a curmudgeon, I guess. But, you know, there was there was actually a bit of diversity of thought in some of these professional critiques for once. And then the audience numbers started rolling in. And I clicked in at around uh, 
1,000 confirmed audience scores. And it was rating it at 86%. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why. Well, I'm sure that number will, you know, fluctuate as time went on. 5,000 confirmed audience members. 86%. Huh. That's weird. Because I'm watching the professional critics side of it, and it's fluctuating pretty wildly. You know, from fresh to rotten, back to fresh, back to rotten again. And then I wait some more. We're at 9,000 confirmed audience reviews. 86%. Interesting. Now I'm starting to feel that there's something screwy going on. We keep going through 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, up to, uh, when I last checked, around 90-some thousand audience review. Not once did that audience score ever change. It has remained solidly at 86%. I bet if you were to go on Rotten Tomatoes and look up that particular film, you would find that the audience review score is still sitting at 86%. I have no explanation for this. The only explanation I can come up with was either A, lots and lots of people within the audience review scores were purposefully kept to keep that score static. But even if that was the case, it would have fluctuated a little bit. It would have fluctuated around. Maybe if it was a concerted effort, it would have fluctuated around by a few points. The only other explanations I can see that I can really think about is that Rotten Tomatoes, one members of their staff, manipulated the numbers by hiding or highlighting some scores. Because I saw a wide range of scores from half to one star to perfect scores and everything in between. But I saw a lot of kind of middle of the road, slightly below average. That really is the only explanation I can think of is that someone at Rotten Tomatoes went in and manipulated the numbers. Do I have proof of this? No, no, I don't have proof. And of course, Rotten Tomatoes denies doing this, though they've done this before. And it's a little telling. Now, I find it suspicious because I've seen other films that have come out that were just as contentious. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016 came out and its critic review scores and its audience scores just fluctuated wildly from day to day as more people came in and started reviewing it. Now you could say, well, you know, that came out before Rotten Tomatoes instituted the whole you need to be a verified audience member. Yes, that's true. That is true, and there was a lot of review bombing both ways, positive and negative, something that a lot of people, especially in media, like to gloss over. Oh, no, it's only the trolls. There are people re positive review bombing these things, too. So don't give me that. It's only negativity. That's horseshit. 
that's two groups of very differing opinions battling it out in something as inconsequential as an audience review score. And yes, it is inconsequential. Because you can't trust them. You just can't trust them. You find people that you do trust, and you take in their opinion. But ultimately, you have to make up your own mind. So, this is one of the reasons why I look at something like, say, Rotten Tomatoes, and I am immediately suspicious. Because the other time, which is more recent, that there was manipulation on the part of Rotten Tomatoes was with, uh, I think it was with season... 12? Yeah, I think it was season 12 of Doctor Who with the uh, with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. And it was sitting in the negative. I think it was uh, the audience review score had it sitting around 8 to 12 percent. And it mostly negative, but it was 8 to 12 percent. And then Rotten Tomatoes went in and manipulated the numbers. And hilariously, it it took it from an 8 to a 12% to 0. 0%. No one liked it, apparently, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And it was that way for, oh, about a day. And then Rotten Tomatoes quickly realized they done fucked up. But now, if this is the if this is the case, if Rotten Tomatoes is in fact manipulating it why are they manipulating it they have nothing to gain or do they you see you have to look at who owns rotten tomatoes now but originally rotten tomatoes was kind of a you know an independent little site and it served a purpose it served a place for a number of folks to come out talk about films to give their personal rating on a particular film they saw. But now you start to think, well, how do you make any money? Well, it's through advertisement. Well, how do you get these kinds of advertising deals that make a site worthwhile? You see, the thing is, Rotten Tomatoes used to be independent, but now, you see, they're owned, and they were owned fairly early on in their life. They got bought by Fandango. They were bought by Fandango. What does Fandango do? Well, if you're, in the, if you're big into movies, you know that Fandango uh, sell, has ways of selling you tickets to films at a markup. Sometimes it's really, the movies definitely are not worth the asking price, let alone the freaking markup. But there you go. Fandango owns Rotten Tomatoes. And so they're able to get all of these advertising things, all these advertising deals for various movies because these guys are willing to pay a lot of money to a site that has a lot of traffic. Well, what happened? It's, it's the same issues that... Uh, Websites like uh, IGN have faced over the years. They have these companies that they review games for, but they also advertise said games on their website. And then one of their reviewers goes around and gives a negative review 
or even just a just a mild mild I'm real mild it's uh, it's average it's an average game and then the studio gets mad and they start threatening IGN who turn around and you know reprimand and or fire and then change the score to appease the video game company I think that's what's re that really what is happening at the heart here when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has very lucrative deals for advertisement. Fandango is then getting hit by these studios when there's major uh, grumbling from critics and from especially from the audience scores because the way they look at it, you know, critics are critics. Critics are going to be critical of anything. So. There's not a whole lot you can do about that, but the audience score, if you can manipulate that to where the audience is more or less positive, even on a film that's terrible, objectively bad, then it works to the studio's favor. And I think what ends up occurring is that marketing teams from studios start, you know, telling Fandango and ultimately uh, Rotten Tomatoes that they're going to pull advertisement from here on out if you don't shape up and this is their lifeline this is their lifeblood they can't possibly give up this stuff because they have no other way of making money so they go and they try in ham-fisted ways to uh, alleviate some of these issues and to make the audience school to tame the audience review section to kind of get them to fall in line so this is what I think tends to occur. And I think it's pressure from studios who want to, from at least from their marketing departments, who want to pull advertising because, look, we're not going to advertise our films if you're just going to let the audience just rip them apart. Because ultimately the marketing studios look at it as everyone ignores the critics anyway, but the audience review score, they're more than willing to listen to. And we want those to be far more positive. It's that's what it seems. That's what it looks like to me. Again, this is only speculation and opinion on my part. I have no evidence. Only speculation at this point, based on what I've seen. However, it, I, th I think at least it's a compelling idea. It's a compelling theory of why such things occur. And you, you can say that I'm wrong. I could very well be wrong. I could be. But you can't really be sure that I'm wrong because there's no evidence to, that you can point to that is conclusive, that proves me wrong. Just like I can't prove with conclusive evidence, only circumstantial evidence, that I'm right. I would like to think that I'm wrong. I would prefer that I'd be wrong because that just means that this whole thing is a sham. It's a sham and honestly, there's no point. There just isn't any point. But I have to kind of look at the whole thing and honestly, I look at it and go, I can live without it. I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or any of the other aggregator sites that are out there. I'll just listen to a couple of people that I 
want to listen to as critics. Let them kind of critique the film for me, give an, get a, give their opinion, and then I'll take their opinion, and then I'll go and see if, whether or not it makes me interested. That's really, I'm not looking for, is the film good or not? I know it's a crapshoot either way. I'll go into it knowing to how to temper my expectations. Should I have, you know, high expectations? Should I have low expectations? And then I'll go into a film with those expectations. It really, it just boils down to, okay, I'm listening to this guy and he's, or this particular person, and, you know, they didn't like the film. And this is the reason why they didn't like the film. Okay, was I... Does it make me more or less interested in watching said film? If it's I'm more interested, well, then I'll go. But I'll have my expectations specifically tempered. And if it doesn't interest me at all, well, I'm not interested at all in watching it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I would really like to know the truth behind the audience score manipulation. I really would. The critics' scores, they're kind of left as is because their aggregate sites and their, their scores from their home, their homes, their sites, their websites, their newspapers, what have you. So you can't manipulate those scores because they're ju we're just pulling those scores from where they came from. But the audience scores are on their site. So it makes it far easier to manipulate them. We've already seen that they can and have manipulated the scores. We've seen that with the Doctor Who because they removed a number of scores that hilariously drop it to 0% for a while. The fact that it's suspicious that one a contentious, and I do mean contentious, Star Wars film... And it stays at the same score, never changing. 86% from 1,000 reviews to almost 100,000 reviews. And it never changing one tick. Not once in its enti entire time it was open for reviews. It never once changed from 86%. That is That stretches... Credibility. That's I find I'm incredulous that that occurred. That is such a strange anomaly that it can only be something occurring that we're not able to see, that we're not privy to. Whether that's because they're they have a system in place that's kind of skewed, and it's not there's like some kind of error. I don't know, or it's active manipulation. Any, at this point, any of it's possible. There is just the possibility. Is there any hope for these kinds of aggregator sites? Honestly, I don't think so. I really don't. At this point, aggregator sites that give audience scores and the reviews to I, I just I find them absolutely worthless. They're just worthless to me. I just don't care. I'll go on to say something like, say, IMDb, but I'm not interested in the scores. It's critics and review scores again, but I just don't care. I don't care about the scores. I'm far more interested in finding out more about 
the people behind it, the cast, the crew, uh, find out more information based solely on on the film itself, not on what other peoples have thought of it. I'm not interested in their reviews. Far too often, they're reviews that are made on the spur of the moment by someone who feels a need to trash or defend a film. Not that the film really cares one way or the other. It, it doesn't care if you hated the film. It doesn't care if you're defending the film. You're not going to get you know death threats because you hated a film, and you're not going to get kudos because you went out there onto the wilds of the internet and bravely defended its honor. It doesn't know you exist and doesn't care. So the whole thing is, it's just, I, I find, in my own personal opinion, the whole idea is moot. The whole idea is just stupid and it's not really necessary or worthwhile. But, hey, that's just my opinion. Those are just my thoughts on the subject. And I really need to just take take a break now. So that's, I think, it for me. So stay safe, everyone out there, and I'll see you next time.